Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. My name is Nathan. I am the Dungeon Master. With me tonight, I have Emily. Hello. Jordan. Hey. Nicole. Heyo. And Justin. Present. We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We play a homebrew campaign of my design, and we like to have fun. (laughs) So... At the beginning of every episode. That's right, I said every episode. We name a village idiot. Except, for last episode, I didn't. Because we did a little bit of a weird recording thing, and that means that I named myself as the village idiot. So that means that I have to do the recap this week. So, let's jump right in, folks. So, uh, just as a reminder, we've got Drew, the Eladrin Grave Domain Cleric, being played by Emily. Jordan is playing Agamir, the half-orc rogue. Nicole is playing Scar, the tiefling fighter. And Justin is playing Safina, the halfling artificer. So, when last we left our heroes? Uh, (laughs) Agamir and Scar were chasing after Safina with their boss, so to speak, Urzek a dragonborn copper mantle copper mantles being the main street guards they were chasing after safina and then they lost her they kind of shrugged their shoulders and said all right well let's investigate what this talk of the undead we were supposed to hear about in the catacombs was about and so they started searching the catacombs for any signs of undead agamir and urzek heard something and they went to investigate past a curtained alcove. While they were searching for the undead, Drew and Safina were just meeting for the first time. Safina was chased into Drew's uh, alcove, the very same curtained alcove uh, that I mentioned earlier. Can you not call it my curtained alcove? I don't like that. Okay, your... <laughs> Hidey hole. <laughs> <laughs> Long hole. Long hole. Uh, Safina was chased into Drew's um, necromantic hovel. Better. Better. (laughs) And uh, they hit it off pretty early on, uh, but then they heard that there were some guards, the the very same ones that were chasing Safina, were now hot on her tail. So they skipped down through the the, the trap door and they ran out of the catacombs to hide in Drew's secondary her home away from home (laughs) drew blew out the candles and grabbed the books that she didn't want others to see on necromancy and uh, they bolted narrowly escaping the copper mantles and their mercenary agamir so the copper mantles and agamir found this curtain busted it down broke the magic that was holding it solid and found This necromantic hovel, all the candles burnt out. Scar very perceptively noticed that the candles were still warm and had wax melted in them. And so they knew that someone had been there recently. Agamir then found the trap door, which they crawled through. And Agamir and Scar both forgot where they were for a second. (laughs) So Urzek did find where... The fugitives had run and followed after them out of this out of the catacombs, and it led them to a park. 
that Scar was able to find. They found a uh, crumbled building. They went up to it. They saw the two figures. And at that point, Urzek shouted that there was a criminal and that that criminal was an Eladrin, who are of great interest to the lore keepers, who uh, had stolen this child that they were running after. This child is a halfling, not a child. <laughs> they had a little bit of an altercation and uh, Drew stood her ground. Urzek stood his ground. He insisted that Drew turn herself over and the child over. And so uh, we ended last week's episode with Drew was about to cast Inflict Wounds on Urzek. And that's where we're going to pick up today. So, Drew, tell me about Inflict Wounds. (laughs) I would be happy to. Inflict Wounds is a necromancy spell. It is instantaneous. It says, make a melee spell attack against a creature you can reach. On a hit, the target takes 3d10 necrotic damage. Jesus. Whoa. That's a lot. (laughs) What? Okay, so you need to make a melee touch attack against Urzek here. So you have to be in melee range of him. He is 10 feet in front of you at the entrance to your hidey hole. (laughs) I hate that. I love it. He's wearing a chain shirt. And he has a shield. He is also wielding a longsword. He's adorned with the traditional copper collar and scarlet cloak of the copper mantles, as is Scar. Okay, so bear with me. I am rolling to attack right now, correct? Melee touch attack. So you'll roll your d20 and add your spell attack bonus to it. That's right. 21 to hit. That will hit. <laughs> so I do 3d10 damage. Jesus lord. For the record, no one's trying to stop this? Uh, nope. It's instantaneous, unless they want to get caught in it. Yeah, I don't think we, like, in the realm of D&D, we don't have enough time to actually stop it. It's not like she's announcing to us that she's going to cast it. No. <laughs> okay, so that is 22 damage, Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Drew, with vivid detail, please describe to me what it <laughs> looks like when you drain the life out of this poor man of the law who is just <laughs> trying to do his job. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. For the record, for the party, I didn't mean to kill him. <laughs> I don't think you can do non-lethal necrotic damage. Yeah, you just meant to do 3d10 necrotic damage to him. It starts with a murder. I thought he had more hit points than that. Honestly, it's Nathan's fault. Um, Anyway, so... Uh, Behind the DM screen, he had exactly 22 hit points. Shut up! I gave him... I gave him double... The hit points that a normal guard would have. <laughs> In the event that this might happen. Holy shit. Alright, so he's he's making death saving throws. Uh, no, he dead. Oh my no, gosh. He's just dead now, that's how that works. Uh, but uh, Drew has to describe what it looks like because your necromancy is a special type of uh, gross, isn't it? It's pretty gross looking. I uh, I'm standing there and... I I had just looked at Nicole's character, the other copper mantle, and said and informed her that he was here for me, not 
the child that we had been talking about. So considering I'm cornered, um, I start, I take my hood down, which shows I've got this like long braid and in it, there's like a chain kind of braided into it. At the very end, there's a jade pendant and it kind of glows. And um, as I put my hand out and it's this kind of, it's like black purple. It's like this gross looking, have you ever seen um, Fern Gully? Uh-huh. You know, Nexus, you know, uh, Nexus, Hexus, Hexus from Fern Oh, it's Gully. the same color as your tea. Fantastic. <laughs> no, it's it's the that's the consistency is is a uh, hexus. It's more like a black purple color. So she like puts her hands out and the um it looks like he kind of starts to almost molt his skin and then it looks like his skin is just falling off of him as like he's covered in this like black purple sludge and when the sludge pulls away he's just a skeleton and he falls to the ground. Oh my god! Damn. I wish our listeners could see like mine and Jordan's faces because we're just absolutely like, what <laughs> the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> yeah, we're horrified. I am so glad I am on your side right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when I said heroes? <laughs> <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> so- Drew is true neutral. What else would I, was I supposed to do in this situation? Let him arrest me? Please. I t- after he falls to the ground and everyone's kind of a little stunned, I would be assuming. Um, I turn around and I look at Saf and I pick up my bag again and I go, let's go. And I turn around to leave. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on I'm there. I'm just like, hello. <laughs> well, I was supposed going. to get paid by that guy. Like- <laughs> what? Stop right there. I'm not going to arrest you just yet, but we need to talk. I aim my thunder cannon at her. Halfling, there's no need to point things at people. I I clearly do not have my weapons drawn. Relax. Let's talk about this for a second. Why? Why did that just happen? How long have you been a fugitive for? Who are you talking to? Yeah, which one of us? <laughs> well, I'm, talk- I'm talking to Magic Lady. I guess that's me. Um... Hi, by the way, the name's Drew, not Golden Lady or Magic Lady, but thank you. I love it. The humanization by the cops are not lost on me. Um, but anyway, we... Boy, <laughs> I'm not a cop. Just saying. You might as well be a cop. You got a cop stance. You got a cop smell about you. I probably smell like salt water still, but okay. <laughs> she looks at you guys and is like, I'm not going somewhere where they can do experiments on me, so... What do you mean do experiments on you? I like take my cloak off so you can see like she's wearing shorter sleeves under it so you can see her skin more clearly and like it's very bright gold um, like Data from Star Trek. <laughs> Keep making that reference like anyone's seen it really. You're all Star Wars people. Um, I know <laughs> what you're talking about. I love Data. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, it's like bright and gold and she and her eyes are like bright green and she's clearly an elf. She's got elf ears. And um, she looks and she goes, I'm an Eldrin, which means that people are trying to take me and do experiments on me and find out why I was born. So if you don't mind, I'd rather not have that happen. So unless you want your skin sloughed off, 
I suggest you get out of my way. So at this point, Seth, being all, I'm with the tough lady over here, goes, yeah, and lifts her thunder cannon again and goes, <laughs> who wants a piece of this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, hang on now. I did not know any of that. I was just told that I needed to find a fugitive that was doing some weird things with undead. And then we also, you know, were chasing after you, Halfling, because there are missing posters that are going up around you. So we thought that you had been kidnapped by this person. I'm j we're not the bad guy right now. We just need some answers. So calm down. <laughs> we can talk about this. <laughs> I turn to look at Drew and I go, oh, what, what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> I look at Scar again and I'm like, you've never heard of Eldrin before? No, I don't really pay attention to all that lorekeeper crap. I just fight and enforce and I'm a soldier. I don't care about those things, but I do care about hurting innocent people. So as long as you're an innocent person and you haven't done anything bad, I don't have any reason to dislike you. Uh, Why are you laughing? Because I just <laughs> murdered somebody. Right you just murdered somebody. Right you. you were defending I yourself. I was just, I, all I'm saying, in my, okay, out of character, in my head, you're like, you just defended yourself. So, and you just told me that you defended yourself because people are wanting to experiment on you. So I get it. Is what I'm saying? Um, Drew, like, reaches and she she tucks the necromancy book deeper, like, into her pocket. Makes sure, like, touches it to make sure it's there, but stuffs it deeper in her pocket and looks at Scar and is like, I've never done anything bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Agamir chimes up. He's like, well, I haven't heard of these Elegin before, but I certainly have never seen an elf that looks quite, looked like you. So I... She puts her hood up and she's like, I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> like, you certainly I'm can, sure my lady. Right. I don't know why I said my lady. <laughs> I point at this, I point at Agamir and I'm like, he always so fucking awkward. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just, I just met this guy. You got, you realize that you don't know our names, right? We only know yours. And yeah, I didn't ask for your name. Oh, no, you just kept saying Scar. So I didn't know if you were. Oh. I was saying, I look at Scar. Do you live in that catacomb that we were just in? Yeah, excuse me from hiding out from the police. Uh, yeah, again, how, so you've, have you been on the run your entire life? Kind of. My mom kind of trotted me around for a little while, and then I, I decided to stay here. I was tired of moving around. So aside from murdering my fellow soldier, soldier over here... Which I'm not judging. I get that you're just trying to defend <laughs> I'm yourself. Judging you for murder. <laughs> I'm just saying, We're like judgment-free cops. We I, don't judge you. I may be a copper mantle, but I don't follow my orders blindly. I have to believe in them, and I don't believe in doing experiments on people. So I kind of understand where you're coming from. I'm not saying it's right. That guy never did me any favors, so <laughs> <laughs> you know he always microwaved fish in the in the break room. Anyway, fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, 
you know, I'm just curious as to why, other than the fact that you're an Eldrin, why are you a fugitive then? Is it just because they want to do experiments on you or what's going on really? Yes. That's it. Well, that seems wrong in general. I'm I'm certainly not going to do anything to apprehend you, especially if... What do you do? Oh, Can my... you apprehend me? What do you do? <laughs> my name's Agamir. Uh, good to meet you. I uh, probably seen my flyers around town. I'm recently for hire, but I work on one of the. Ah, uh, uh, you're a for hire boy. Say no more. The... I have been working <laughs> on a merchant ship for a long time, but I have hi- ah. higher aspirations, and I'm essentially looking for ways to buy. Well, I'm hoping to own my own ship someday, so I'm looking for ways to. A whole ship. A whole ship. It's a lofty goal. For a boy for hire. That's a lofty goal. Good job. It's uh, in the interim. I have other plans. Don't judge my financial decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, I'm also very curious as to what is going on with you, young halfling. I put down my gun. Well, I aim it down anyway, and it hits the ground with a big thud. And then um, I wave my hand and I go, hi, I'm Safina. <laughs> and I turn to Drew and I say, my friends couldn't call me Saf. You can call me Saf. Hi. Hi. Why is your face on all these missing posters? Well, there's a perfectly good reason for that. I ran away from home. You guys ever hated your parents? Yeah, my dad was a real tool. <laughs> okay. So you ran away from home and you're running from essentially me because you don't want to be experimented on hey how are you this is a really interesting conundrum we've been faced with here the four of us i don't understand the conundrum i'm gonna leave and (laughs) you're not gonna follow me i don't understand where are you gonna go as long as you didn't destroy my home probably back there we didn't do anything to the home but how long can you stay in one place? You really feel safe. I've been here for a few years now. Okay. No one's bothered you? Not until today. Well, it's, it seems like they've got a lead on where you are now. So Seems like today's a shitty day. I have to be in the catacombs. I'll just move to a different alcove. It, I, we, I was just in that hallway. It, it's, there's not that many alcoves. So. Hang on. <laughs> what do you mean you have to be in the catacombs? I like it down there. It's peaceful. <laughs> it's got a great view. That sounds super shady. So I'm going to roll for perception to see <laughs> or insight to see if I can determine whether or not she's being forthcoming. The continental breakfast to die for. That is a 17. That'll be against Drew's deception, I guess. I've never had to roll against my fellow player before. Feels weird, don't it? This does feel weird. 18. You bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's all, I got a 17, but I don't have any wisdom modifier, so. I have plus two to deception. I rolled a 16. So clearly I believe that she's telling the truth, that she just really likes it down in the catacombs. (laughs) I like it. It's dark and weird. I mean, she's dark and weird. She just made a guy's skin fall off. You're going to be like, all right, go back in under the ground, you weirdo. Here's the thing about that. 
we know where you are now. And by we, I mean me and my fellow mantles. And are you guys going to be a problem for me? We were able to track you, so you're not safe there any longer. And if you what you say is true, that people want to like cut you open and experiment on you, then you're going to need to figure out some other place to hide. I'm not going to say, you know, anything to my fellow people because I don't believe in, you know, experimenting on people. But others will find you. You might need a place to lay low for a while. Drew kind of sits down and looks like she's thinking about trying to figure out where she's going to go. And as for you, Halfling, same thing. We were very much able to track you. Well, <laughs> I mean, how can you miss Cricket? What? And she point, She looks down at her gigantic thunder cannon and says, Yeah, my thunder cannon, Cricket. <laughs> like in Men in Black. But, or, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that's not that's not really an answer. Like you're not <laughs> you're not understanding the seriousness. You ran away from home for a reason. If you don't want to go back home, then you're gonna have to come up with better ways of hiding from us. Look, I'm not exactly trying to hide. I'm trying to find someone. So I look at Saf and I'm like, so what's your next step from here? Where are you going? The only lead I have to find my grandfather would be in the seats of power, perhaps, in Entepa, with some of his old colleagues and friends. So I'm guessing I'm going to head down that way. Well, and that's the last place that you want to be, Drew, because those are the people that are trying to find you. It's fair. Ultimately, they hired me to help track down, I guess ultimately track you down, because we've been hearing rumors of undead in those catacombs. Would you happen to know anything about that? Oh, I can be kind of loud, I guess. People just heard me and they assumed only dead people are in catacombs, so I would guess that's it. Can I roll an insight? <laughs> yes. Okay. Please. Right. I rolled a, a 21 altogether. What is that against? Deception, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not really trying to deceive him, but you're trying to be nondescript, I guess. Withholding. Withholding, yeah. 18 again. Okay. Agamir, you believe that she might have more information than she lets on. Okay. Agamir, do you believe what she's saying? Not for a freaking second. I am... I just watched this guy that I barely knew disintegrate. Yeah, you're, uh, you're not really being forthcoming with us. And I think we've been pretty understanding as you just murdered our companion and I haven't tried to arrest you right now. Of course you're understanding. I just murdered your companion. Drew, we have been more than amenable so far. We have not assaulted you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but I, I'm going to need, like, have you heard anything about this undead thing? I, I, We can't just return back to this precinct and not know anything more. Fine. I may have seen some kind of books on necromancy in one of the other alcoves down there. So someone was down there practicing. I don't know who. I'm not a snitch. Okay, I was totally ready to roll an intimidation. But <laughs> Sounds like an adventure, says Try. Seth. <laughs> okay, so if it's not you, but you have some sort of necromantic power, 
maybe you would be interested. I'm a cleric. She says, like, very seriously. (laughs) Whatever kind of power you have that can melt people's faces. Healing powers. Um... (laughs) Seems helpful in how in uh, tracking this necromancer who's controlling these undead people down. You know, since we're not arresting you, maybe you could join us. I guess I can show you around the catacombs. That would help. These these undead are definitely a bigger threat than whatever the lore keepers seem to think. If you and Safina, is there a? Was there a reason that you were going down into the catacombs, or was it just because we chased you down there? Yeah, it's just because you chased me down there. Well, would you like to stay off the radar and not be taken back to your family and come with us? Do you want to go on an adventure? <laughs> yeah, I want to go on an adventure. <laughs> she picks up Cricket in her arms real playfully, and then she's like, let's go. Drew, when Agamir mentions undead, that sows some doubt in your mind because you as someone who is uh, very interested in necromancy and the undead know that undead are not real so so there's a little bit of info for you got it i don't know if you want to say anything about that i figured it wasn't me i don't have any spells like that all i can do is like really that's the only one well, he's saying that he's looking for undead and you know that undead don't exist. So he's saying that it basically you're now distrustful and you think that this is a trap? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, he's saying that he they're talking you guys are talking to me about like, yeah, we heard about some undead down there. Nathan wants me to respond undead aren't real. Because in in Lanamora, undead are not real because there are no gods. And she knows because she is desperately trying to make undead real. (laughs) Yes, I am a necromancer, so I am desperately trying to make undead a thing. Got it. And can't do it. So he's talking about undead being down there, and I'm like, please. It either piques your interest or you would, you know, maybe just be like, okay. I'm more that. Okay. It's not me. And undead aren't real, so I'll take him down there. Whatever. I'll show you around the catacombs. It'd be a lot easier to railroad you guys if my uh, NPC was alive. <laughs> I guess you should have thought about that before you just gave him 22 hit points. Maybe Emily shouldn't have been too quick on the draw. <laughs> Never. Um, my flaw is that my fury can carry me through anything. There you go. Okay, so I just got to give my NPCs more hit points. Cool. Got it. <laughs> okay, so what is all, uh, y'all's plan right now? You're you're kind of in this standoff. and Oh, I figured I was taking them down to the catacombs. I, I just left. I was going to leave them there. Okay. Okay. So you all leave the secondary hidey hole, and you go back down into the catacombs via the entrance that you... Or via the exit that you used earlier. Is uh, who is leading the way? Me. I know where we're going. Okay. So it's Drew in the front. Who's behind? Me. And then... Behind Drew would be probably Saf. Yeah. Drew, Saf, Scar, Agamir. Drew, Scar, Saf, Agamir. 
I'm wary of her. I'm just giving her the benefit of the doubt at the moment. By creeping up on her behind her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, where would you like to lead them, Drew? The catacombs are large. They are vast. They are labyrinthine. There are many levels. Um, I lead them to where I, probably where I found my books on necromancy that I took. Because I would assume that if someone was down here, like, doing weird shit, it might be there. So I take them over there first. Okay. Of course, the books aren't there anymore. I have taken them. Well, there's, like, a few books there that look like they're for necromancy, but, like, I didn't need them or I already had them, one or the other. Okay. So you get down to that area where you had found the necromancy books. It's a few levels down from the one that you were on during the chase. So you're probably on the third or fourth level of the catacombs now. It's kind of hard to tell. It's not marked. And you get to the space where you found your necromancy books, and there is nothing there. I turn around and I'm like, um, so there used to be a bunch of books and stuff here on necromancy, and they're all gone now. You look around in the alcoves where the dead would be interred, and it looks like some of the caskets have been opened. What do you know about this? I relay that information. I'm like, it looks like someone went searching through these caskets. I don't think we were followed. You were always alone down here? Uh, I mean, no. People pass through all the time. But we don't really talk to each other. I figure they're down here for a reason, as am I. It's not really. Hi, neighbor. Can I borrow a cup of sugar? (laughs) Not so much. People by people, who do you mean? passing through here just people all different races and classes people will just come through either they're down here because they're running away from the police or they're down here because they're hiding from something or they're just down down here a bunch of dumb kids exploring and daring each other to go into the catacombs who knows well i'd like to roll an investigation okay i rolled a 17 what specifically are you investigating you're looking at the bookshelf the caskets I'm looking to see if there's any obvious signs of anything that was left behind or tracks of people that were there. I'm looking, I don't know if there would be footprints here, but um, I guess anything of note or value in the area. Okay. You look into the caskets and you see that there are valuables within the, uh, the caskets. However, there are no bodies. So it looks like the rings, the, the garb, any sort of circlets they would have had on has all been left behind and the bones and the bodies are missing. Is there anything blue? Oh my God. (laughs) And shiny. There are a few blue trinkets. It looks like it's like some, some glazed jars and stuff like that. Nothing um, blue and gemstone. So I guess after digging around, Agamir kind of comes up and says, well, if there were bodies in here, the bones aren't here anymore. Um, Drew is like frantically looking in each of these caskets because she is now starting to think that the rumors are real and she's kind of freaking out a little bit. And she's like, this can't be. This this is not a thing. What do you mean this is not a Undead thing? are not real. Oh. Undead are not real. You, That's not a thing. You cannot reanimate something that is dead. Believe me, I have read about it. <laughs> A lot. (laughs) 
Um, a lot of reading. So you're trying to tell me that this <laughs> this was not like this the last time you were down here? It was not. And how long ago was that? Um, I would assume I wander the catacombs fairly frequently. So last week. And you didn't notice any sort of weird stuff going on? It's the catacombs, man. I mean, it's all weird. I don't know what you want from me on that. Yeah, it's all really weird. But nothing like undead weird. I think I'd notice if dead people were walking around. Can I roll an investigation on the caskets to see if they were sealed shut and if there were claw marks on the outside or on the inside, rather, of the casket tops where somebody would be somebody would be trying to climb out of the casket. Sure. How exactly are you going to be investigating that? I'm going to... Are you getting into the casket? No. (laughs) Obviously not. (laughs) I would just, like, lift up the top top of the casket and see if there are any claw marks or anything. These are stone caskets, so it's pretty hefty. Oh, I thought they were, like, wooden. No, as they've been opened, they are just barely opened. So in order to get inside and see, you'd have to like climb in. So picture like the mummy things when it's like a stone slab and it's just pushed a little bit off to the side. Uh-huh. Those things are heavy. I, that's why I didn't understand why you were trying to do that. What is that? They're not going to scratch. There's not going to be claw marks on stone. No, I'm not on stone. I was assuming for some reason that they were wooden caskets because when you say stone that means more like a tomb not a casket well that's these are catacombs that's what tomb that's what catacomb is it's like tombstones like well in a catacomb you can also put wooden caskets they don't though all i'm saying Uh, i don't understand what that what you were trying to do with that anyway like that doesn't to see if they to see if they raised the dead and the dead were trying to get out of the caskets themselves well, they probably would have opened the caskets before they raised the dead, if that's their whole goal was trying to do that. Are you trying to figure out if the casket was open from the outside or the inside? Yes, that would be fine. Okay. So, yeah, roll me an investigation. 18. Okay. It appears that the caskets, you take a closer look, and are you touching the casket? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the lip or the um that like the lip of the the bit that would hold the body or the just the the lid. Whichever makes more sense. <laughs> I don't know what I would do in this exact situation. Okay, you're touching the lip. Sure. So you touch the lip of the casket and you see that there's some you can feel some scratch marks where the stone would have been grated against the uh the base of the stone casket and you feel on the underside of the the lid and you feel that same groove where it kind of would fit together and slide on each other. But it appears that there is also a thick layer of dust and it looks like there are hand marks on the lid where someone would have pushed it. From the inside? From the outside. Uh, from the outside on top of the the casket lid itself. Okay. Okay. So it was opened from the outside. So someone is coming down here, opening up these caskets and 
either stealing the bones or they have been reanimated. Interesting. A few seconds after Saf removes her hands from the casket, uh, you hear a low, almost like a moaning sound. Everyone hears it. It seems to be coming from above, but also it seems to be coming from down one of the corridors. I immediately take out my longsword. What was that? <laughs> I'm right behind you, Scar. I'm like, I pull out my rapier and I'm just like, well, that sounds like what I heard earlier. It sounds kind of like a, a wind, but also like a... Drew just keeps like looking around and she's like, this is, this cannot be happening. <laughs> is it coming from a specific place? Uh, it's coming from down the corridor and it seems to be getting a little louder. Are we in a Scooby-Doo episode? <laughs> Do we see what this is yet? Drew walks towards the sound. Okay. Ballsy, aren't you? I want to know what that is. I'm going to follow her. I kind of peek my head around the door and I I look back at Saf and I'm like, hey, what's the range on that thing you got there? <laughs> 150 to 500 feet. <laughs> Jesus. That'll, that'll do. <laughs> uh, so you c- continue along the corridor and it comes to a bend. Uh, and as you round the corner, you look down the hallway and you realize that you haven't heard the sound in a few seconds. And you stay there for a minute or so, and you don't hear the sound again. Okay, this is just weird. I hate this. Why I love this. Did it... <laughs> <laughs> Why did that noise stop? Where did it go? Can I roll an investigation to see, or a history, to see if I know, if I remember what way the sound was coming from? You know it was coming from down this hallway. Okay, can I keep walking down the hallway? How high are the ceilings? Ceilings are not super tall. They don't really need to be, but they're it's enough for people to, you know, take the bodies down and for there to be two alcoves in the wall. So they're maybe seven feet tall. I'm gonna roll an arcana. Check. Fifteen plus one sixteen. The only magic that you sense around uh, is coming from Drew. Getting in the way of my magic <laughs> rolls. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like genuinely don't know what to do. Like, I walk down the hallway to be to like closer to the noise, like where it was. Are there alcoves on either side of this hall? Yes. Just for the the bodies to be interred, not like the ones from before. This is a long corridor with just the alcoves in the wall, not the side passages that lead down into more alcove for families. Okay, I look in those. Yeah, I was just going to say, should we check them? Okay, you look at the first few, you don't see anything. These stone caskets and tombs do not seem to be disturbed. You continue a little longer. They also don't seem to be disturbed. Basically, you walk down the length of the corridor and nothing seems to be disturbed until you get to the the 10th pair 
down the middle of the corridor and you hear coming from behind you now. (laughs) Turn around. Okay. You hear it louder. Okay. Drew just full force starts running towards the sound. Okay. You hear it again. Is it like running away? It's like, (laughs) no, you're getting, you're getting closer to it. It's getting faster. And then once you hit the bend, you don't hear it anymore. What the fuck? This keeps happening. Every time we go around a bend, it doesn't happen. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Check the ceilings. What's, what do you mean check the ceiling? Are there upper and lower levels? Like, like, are we, what level are we on, if anything? You are on what would be called like the fourth basement level. So you were on the first level before. That's where Drew was. And now you're three down. The sa- every time she goes around that bend, when she went around it the first time, it stopped. And then now she went around it a second time and it stopped. So it's got to be, I don't know. I don't know what it's got to be, but it's something to do with going around the bend that, like, once she turns a corner, it goes away. I don't, maybe. Maybe whatever he is doing this knows that we're, he like looking for it. I don't know. I genuinely don't know what to do. What did you say, Justin? Check the ceiling. Yes, check the ceilings. So check the ceiling. What are you telling us to do it? Look above you. Agamir looks up. I look above me. <laughs> where is everyone looking up? At the ceiling. <laughs> well, where are you in the hallway? Are you halfway down the hallway? Or are you at the bend? Or I followed her to the bend. I'm still halfway in the. I'm still in the middle of the hallway. I'll be. Yeah, I'll be where Agamir is. How quickly was Scar following behind Drew? What's your speed, Drew? My speed is thirty. Same. So I was right on her. Okay. So you all look up in your respective locations. Those in the middle of the corridor don't see anything above them. Those who are at the bend look up and they. See Need to roll me an investigation check, please. 14. Drew? Uh, Investigation check. What? I'm not very good at investigation. Can it be literally anything else? 12. Okay. You look up and Scar notices that there's a, appears to be a small hole carved in the ceiling. I hate that Justin was right about this. This makes me so mad. (laughs) Pretty much. My intelligence is really good. (laughs) It's them artificers for you. Mine is not. So then whatever's making this... Hey guys, there's a crack in the ceiling. (laughs) A a hole. So we should go upstairs. There's a long hole. (laughs) Long hole. We should Um, go upstairs. Yet another. uh, Yeah, so obviously this is... Whatever this noise is, is coming from one flight up, maybe? It's worth a shot. Let's go check it out. As... Saf and Agamir start walking towards you. You hear directly above you, Scar and Drew. Very loud and you feel a wind on your face. Maybe this isn't like a a person making that noise. Maybe it's like actual air being blown through this hole. Can I roll a history check to see if I've ever heard that noise before? Sure. You know, like maybe some sort of ventilation system. 16. You 
have some idea of what it could be, it might be something mechanical. I would know that too. Yeah. You you would know it if you saw the mechanism. That's your your hunch. You're like, if I could just take a look at what was making that noise, I'm sure I could figure out how it's made. I have an idea. Safina. Yes. Come over here for a second. I go over there. As she gets closer, you hear ooh and feel the noise or feel the the wind again and she gets closer and ooh you feel the wind again. You said that the ceiling was 7 feet tall? Yes. All right, Safina, I'm going to lift you up onto my shoulders. Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> because then you'll be tall enough to reach this hole to see what it is. Uh, okay. Do I have to roll anything? Oh, no. She She's light enough that you could hold her up. A big old fighter like you picking up a halfling? Yeah. So I'm six feet tall. Well, 5'11", so you're easily going to reach this hole. Okay. I reached the hole. You're up there. You can see it. <laughs> You're right up on that hole. <laughs> what do I do with the hole? Investigate it. <laughs> I investigate that oh, hole. I'm very sad for the goal. <laughs> uh, Agamir, where are you? I'm just watching. <laughs> From the middle of the hallway, or you, did you walk up? <laughs> what? That was so <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I just... We just made a sex joke. Why would you say that you're watching? Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Agamir's amused. He's kind of just watching this halfling climb up on this tiefling. <laughs> it's just kind of like, this is not how I expected my day to go. <laughs> yeah. It never is, man. We're linglinging. Saw a dragonborn melt into a puddle. <laughs> Jesus. Contemplating. A little, uh, spacing out a little bit. Contemplating retirement. I think he meant, where are you in regards to this going on? Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm basically I, right up next to them. I'm maybe five feet away, still in the hallway technically, but right at the bend. Okay. I got a 19 to investigate the hole. Okay. You take a gander inside that hole. No one. No one. Crickets. This is the type of podcast we are. This is what gets our us our explicit rating. Riveting whole yeah. content. Yes. Oh yes. For all your whole <laughs> for, needs. For a whole podcast. Yeah. Uh you look up in the hole, you can't really discern much looking up into it. It's just dark up there. Yeah, you don't see any obvious mechanism. And you no longer hear the noise. I say, uh, Scarlet, can you put me down on the floor and I take a look at the floor and I see if there are any, like, any traps or pads or on, on the floor that might give this mechanism the ability to discern where we are and why it's not making noise, depending on where we are. Yeah, I just drop you. <clears throat> what? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't drop you. Okay. Uh, roll me another investigation for your floor check. 22. Okay. Are you staying at the bend? I'm kind of scouring around the bend and down the hallway-ish, but keeping close. Okay. After a little while, you walk down. You've investigated the bend. There's nothing there. You look down one of the hallways, and 
you notice about 15 feet away from the bend, there is a very expertly concealed pressure pad. Oh. Yeah, you put, you put your, your foot on the pad and you press down on it. And immediately you hear the noise coming from the, the hole. So what the hell? This is just like some kind of weird booby trap? I relay that information to the party, of course. Yeah. I'm like, I knew undead weren't real. Who had the time? <laughs> really? And why? Why is this done, though? Like, I'm looking around, Drew's looking around at it, and she's like, who would have done this, though? Why would you ever do this? Who led cops to my hideout? No, something obviously valuable has to be down here somewhere or something, maybe, because they're doing their damnedest to, like, scare people off, maybe, or I don't know. Maybe we should just either go up a level or uh, we can investigate. Maybe there's a, a wire or something attached to the the pad and the ground. Yeah. If, if someone's trying to scare people and keep them out, would that feel like it would stand a reason that someone, the deeper we go, the closer we probably get to. We need to go deeper. <laughs> exactly. We got to go deeper into the hole. That, that was basically the plan. I was like, can can we go deeper? Does this go deeper? Can we, Nathan? Yes. Yes, you can. Can we go deeper? <laughs> you can go deeper. Let's go deeper. Thank you for your insight. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so the way to go deeper is to leave the area where Drew found the books and pass the bend and to keep going down the corridor. Drew knows that, so she leads you all that way. You find yourselves at a staircase leading down to the fifth level, down from the streets. And just at that moment, you're at the base of the staircase. And descending down from the ceiling come three, count them three, skeletons. And that's where we're going to end. No. Oh, man. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, no. So, that was the uh, episode two in the bag, season one, episode two. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you had a good time listening. I hope my players had a good time playing. I know I had a good time DMing and scaring them with my spooky traps. <laughs> so at the end of every episode we name a village idiot and everyone knows who the village idiot is this week it is my darling wife emily for killing a copper mantle <laughs> in cold blood just a guy trying to do his job wow i was just trying to live i'm gonna use emily's favorite phrase that's fair <laughs> listen <laughs> I'm working on it. That's uh, a close number two. Listen, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Listen, that's fair. <laughs> so, uh, Nicole, uh, where can uh, they find us on social media? They can find us on Twitter at Village Idiot Pod. And they can personally find me on Twitter at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me on Twitter at jroma20. 
You can find me at Neurotic Good. You can find me at Village Idiots DM. And I might as well be living in catacombs because you cannot find me. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a whole lot of living going on in catacombs. Eh? <laughs> we also have a website, villageidiotspodcast.com. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Is that where we have the art for our characters? We do. We, we have do some have art. That. We have some blogs. We have some about me stuff where you can learn about us as people. We yes. have uh, links to things, you know. Check it out. Thanks so much for listening in. We hope you turn in next week when we find out what is going to happen with these skeletons. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, that's it. Bye. 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 Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.